Welcome to Coping with COVID-19, an editorially independent program from the editors of Modern Aesthetics Magazine and Practical Dermatology Magazine. In this episode, Drs. Sabrina Fabi and Davo Banusali talk about how they are engaging with patients during this shutdown. Find out what's working for them and the benefits they are seeing by trying to keep connected to their patients. Um, we have been doing um, we have been doing virtual consultations for cosmetic patients. I'm in a hundred percent cosmetic practice, so I'm not doing uh, teledermatology uh, or virtual visits for anything else other than uh, cosmetic consultations at this point. And um, what patients uh, are uh, really coming in for are usually things that they may see or that are prompted uh, after they see one of our webinars. And so we've done a webinar series uh, that started uh, shortly after a shelter in place order was placed in California. Um, and I want to say it was on March uh, 25th, we started our webinar series and we did one on uh, facial resurfacing using lasers, uh, facial contouring with injectables. We did body contouring with cool sculpting and cool tone. Um, and we also uh, did one on leg veins. And from those webinars, it started a dialogue with our patients. Um, and that is essentially what prompted them to uh, book a virtual consultation. And we're presently charging for our virtual consults uh, at $250, which would be applied to treatment uh, if they elect uh, to proceed with treatment when we open it back up. Tentatively, we're scheduled to open back up uh, next Friday, May 1st, uh, unless Governor Newsom gives us a different order. And um, right now, presently in California, already some of the parks and beaches have already temporarily started opening up back up again. Uh, so um, that's what our plan is. And so some of these patients that have booked their virtual consults have scheduled uh, for, for that time when we open back up. So on our side, uh, it's a little bit, I'm here in New York, it's a little bit different just because we're kind of at the epicenter. So um, I do both medical and cosmetic terms. So we've been, um, it's been interesting. We've had a lot of virtual um, visits for, we're seeing a lot more people break out, a lot more people kind of rapidly shedding hair, I think from the stress of it. On the aesthetic side, I think it's become, you know, it's interesting. We, in a weird way, I feel like we kind of connect with our patients a little bit more because we're at home, we're hanging out. I mean, this is one of my first days back in the office, but uh, we're not seeing patients here yet. But um and I think the conversations is kind of happening because you're casually talking a little bit more. You're not as rushed because we're scheduling patients out every 30 to 45 minutes or so. Um, again, most of the medical stuff turns into cosmetic stuff because it's just, it's just natural progression of conversation. And we're seeing a lot of um, kind of candid questions about um, a lot of people aren't working out right now. So they're like, hey, what can I do? I'm a little bit nervous that, you know, I'm, I'm not maybe in the best of shape or you know, I'm losing a little bit of what I've been working hard for. So we've talked about different aspects with body contouring. Um, I, we don't do cool sculpting here, but I've actually discussed cool sculpting quite a bit, um, cool tone. And we've just had general conversations about aesthetics. And a lot of people who've never done aesthetics are just having these, I think people have a little bit more time on their hands. So um, they've been kind of deep diving on the internet. And it's been kind of fun to, to have more kind of granular conversations with people and not be rushed at all to do it. I think that it's a, it is a more organic conversation that, especially because we do have more time, uh, even through social media, if they see a webinar post of ours or if they see us talk about our own skincare routine or if they see us uh, talk about, you know, for me, I've talked about yoga and meditation as ways to minimize stress, which also affects the skin during this time, um, then they start to ask questions. So I've actually stayed, um, I've stayed, really connected with my patients, mainly through social media during this time, more than ever. 
it's kind of fun to talk about like you know it's uh it's interesting because we're all dermatologists but we're also doctors and, and and human beings first so that whole wellness thing i think is is kind of really taking off and i think it's in a weird way it's part of our practices we just never really realize it i guess and you know we talk about mental health what are you doing are you going for walks are you going for runs are you just walking around your apartment um food what are you eating how are you eating it um i think those conversations again without the pressurized feeling of being busy in the office it's kind of nice to be able to to discuss it in, in a in a weird way i think you know we're kind of like something that's stable to patients like we're part of their lives and it's kind of nice for them to be able to discuss it not with somebody in their home or you know their family member but having somebody else to kind of bounce like neutral conversations off of and a lot of my patients have said it's really comforting just to interact in some way shape or form so yeah it's been actually super cool we've we've had a lot of um, discussions again the aesthetic side of it definitely comes um, but i think on a holistic view we're having just more deeper um, kind of I think dialogue around, you know, what, what makes us happy, what makes us, um, you know, kind of well inside and out. So for, for us, um, we are use we patients can book online through our uh, website or they can call the office and we'll schedule it for them uh, because we are still operating with a skeleton crew. Um, and uh, we're using, uh, we're using next patient uh, to basically do these virtual consultations. It's been an excellent platform. It is HIPAA compliant, although I know that there are more leniencies with HIPAA at this point, and people are using FaceTime and Skype and other modalities. Uh, but uh, we've been using that and it links very well to what we use in our practice um, as far as Nextech. That's our um, platform that we use for um, electronic medical records. Um, and so when we schedule a patient, uh, we get prompted in the office, our medical assistants will call them and ask them uh, to not to, to basically send photographs in advance, as well as that's at the time where the payment is collected, a deposit is collected for the virtual consultation. Once that's set, I get a notification that there is an appointment, um, and then I basically go to the platform on the day of. Patients have been doing it um, with, I think that having good Wi-Fi is extremely important, and patients are being encouraged to do it from their home uh, versus on the road from their cell phone in their car, uh, because then um, we're we're not able to do a thorough assessment, um, but that's that's what's worked. Doing it basically through their computer at home using their Wi-Fi. So that's a great recommendation because we've definitely seen some really interesting iPhone pictures and videos and things like that. Um, so we're using uh, we're using uh, Air uh, AIRE. So that's uh, my complex. I actually we built it, so it's a free EMR we built for dermatologists. Um, we we have a tele um, portion of it that we also made free for dermatologists as well, but. Um, yeah, we've, um, you know, it's one of those things where uh, we have them send pictures of anything that's specific. Uh, I've seen a lot of people trying to move their laptops and stuff, and you, I have no idea what they're showing me. I love my patients to death, but like some of these, <laughs> some of these encounters have been pretty funny, to be super honest with you. And uh, I've definitely teased them about it um, during the conversations and calls. But no, if there's anything specific, we have them take photos, send it over, and we try to streamline it. Kind of, kind of what I mentioned before, we these these calls tend to be a little bit longer than normal in-office visits because of the casual nature of it. So we try to get the main points out of the way first and efficiently, and then whatever conversations they kind of move towards afterwards. Um, you know, again, we do a lot of hair loss here too. So um, it's kind of funny to see people trying to lift their laptop up and trying to get their hair. But so photos are usually very, very helpful. Um, but we've seen, uh, I think, you know, a lot of this stuff is, is it's, it is complicated a little bit. And I think the coolest thing now is everybody kind of gets it. 
Um, patients aren't mad at you if you're fumbling around, you're not mad at patients. We're all kind of just in it together to, to try to make something that works for everybody. And so I think, you know, for the physicians out there who are watching or listening, I mean, I think part of it's the imperfect science and the imperfect beauty of all this stuff. It's, you know, mm-hmm. this is kind of set the tone for what we're doing in the future too. And I do think um, in the future that telemedicine is going to be a big part of what we do. Um, and, and kind of now is a fun um, opportunity say that very carefully because um, obviously what's going on, but it's a, it's a great way of kind of teasing out how you want your practice to look in the future. Um, and I think that's, you know, take that opportunity, like understand, like think the pros, think the cons, um, work with your staff of getting kind of everything situated because I don't think things are going to go back completely to normal at any time soon, because I think normal will be defined a little bit differently. And I think now we kind of understand a little bit better in terms of how do we get this um, kind of, dance between the patients at home versus in our office how do we document everything how do we even discuss concerns i mean simple things like now we're putting together powerpoints we can send to patients via email so they can look at before and after pictures and things like that so that they can review that ahead of time before they come see us virtually so it makes it a little bit more efficient but also might answer some of the questions they might have and um, make it more of a purposeful um, visit I completely agree. I think that because we've had more time, it's allowed us to be more present with our patients. And, um, and there's a beauty in that. You have, I, I've had a greater sense of appreciation and gratitude for my patients and the relationships I've fostered throughout the years. And I think they also uh, have a greater sense of gratitude and appreciation for someone who knows them, for someone that they've historically connected with and that they can still continue to connect with that person, uh, someone that they trust. Um, and so I think that, that um, as we move into practicing, I completely agree with you that uh, things are not going to necessarily go back to how they were. And maybe that's the entire point of all of this too. Um, and so I think that we are definitely going to be continuing to do now these virtual uh, webinars to continue to educate our patients. We've been using the Zoom platform to do that. And we've gotten amazing um, attendances. We've historically always have done them in office and we can't house more than 25 people in office for a lunch and learn. Uh, but now, we've had these zoom call these zoom uh, webinars and there's at least 100 people that show up and so and 60 percent of them on average have actually been people that are not our patients in our practice so we're reaching a broader audience um, and so that's really been wonderful for us and so um, we planned we, we met together as physicians virtually yesterday and we decided that we're going to continue to do offer the service to educate um, and we're going to be doing it now just twice a week uh, to continue to reach, you know, the masses. And um, I think that that's a value added that we as physicians can offer with the education that we have, that perhaps um, places that basically uh, separate themselves and distinguish themselves because of pricing may not necessarily be able to do. Um, and so um, we, we offer one, and it's usually about 30 minutes of didactic and 30 minutes of question and answer. Uh, and it's worked really well. And it's been a great way to educate on cool tone, cool sculpting, body contouring in general, because we recognize that it's not just muscle, there's an element of fat and skin laxity, and there's a lot of other elements that participate in what patients are bothered by, and they just don't know what they don't know. So they don't know that there are other things that they can do to be able to get the results that they're looking for. Do you, um, do you find that this like, increased engagement has been, have you gotten the feedback from patients that they've actually welcomed it? Because I know, I know we were all as physicians kind of like, do we push, do we not push, do we you know, throw, throw, throw something out there or not? Um, on our side, we found that patients actually are really happy when they see our emails. Because again, it's, the, it's a sense of normalcy in a, in a time of kind of chaos. 
And I'm just curious on the, on the West Coast if, if the same, because patients are a little different. I'm probably on both coasts. Um, yeah. Just curious how everybody's been taking it over there. I think that there's obvious there's a, a need for sensitivity with the with the way that things are communicated, mm -hmm. uh, promotions, discounts, sending those kinds of messages are not what people when it's money centric that's not what's resonating. I think that uh, when it's coming from a more just sincere place, like we want to remain connected with you guys, we appreciate you as our patients, we appreciate your loyalty over these years, um, and we want to be able to since we have this time offer you an educational experience. Um, you know, since you also have the time uh, to sit and learn, I think that from that place with that tone, um, it's been well received. We haven't had any complaints, um, but I think it's all, it's like with everything, it's the way you put it, I guess. Yeah, completely agree. I guess that for us, same thing. We always wonder about like, how do you, like, cause you don't want to ever be like sales mini, right? You just want to be like authentic and honest. And I think part of it is us. Like, it's weird. I've, I felt like I've missed my patients like a lot, you know, you actually do, you miss your staff. Like I, I text them, I email to call them, like you miss, you know, it's your family at the end of the day. So it's, it's just kind of a way of, of communicating with your family kind of in a broader sense. But we haven't done the webinars. I think it's a fantastic idea. We probably should do one at some point. Uh, we've been doing more emails and we, um, it's funny because we have some of our staff on the telemedicine calls with us or televisits. Um, and we, you know, we catch up in our own way, but I think broader, it probably is a, is a good idea. I don't know, honestly, though, New York, you know, it's hard to say when we'll open up. So a yes. lot now is, is again, I, I think for us, unfortunately, the televisits are going to still be around. I mean, again, I'm in my office today because we're doing, I'm doing more kind of paperwork and, and some, right. some televisits. But, you know, I think it's going to be a bit before um, not just, you know, we're, we're okay, able to do it, but also we're comfortable to do it. And, you know, you think about your patients, your staff, how many people you have in the waiting room, um, supplies, all those kind of things. And you want to make sure that you kind of have everything in place. Um, but I actually have been inspired by how you guys are doing in California because I think your uh, the the governor did, did a great job and you know yeah. here I think they did a great job as well. It's just it's a little different because it's just the the way that you I mean it's the density of the population in that area. Um, yeah. I think that for when we return, you know, uh, we're doing the soft launch on May first next Friday, and then we'll be kind of coming back on on Monday May fourth. Mm -hmm. um, there's definitely things that we are going to be implementing, and it's a little different in New York, you know. For us, um, you know, we're having people wait in their car, um, you know, call us when they arrive, wait in their car, and then come up or text us, you know, we'll text them when they can come up. You know, it's a little different. You can't quite do that in New York all the time, depending on where you are, if you're in the middle, in the city. Um, you know, we're telling people to not bring anyone with their appointment to bring, bring anybody with them to their appointments um, and have no pets when they come, you know, um, to have a mask when they arrive. And then when they're met at the front desk, they will be essentially um, escorted, you know, to the, to the room that's been assigned to them um, and their hands will be sanitized. Uh, we have to just figure out if we'll give them a hairnet or not. Um, and so what, and we will probably have a consent also um, that they sign, but we will probably be screening them before they arrive to make an appointment just to make sure that they haven't been traveling and that they haven't had symptoms of loss of taste or smell uh, and other things. Um, just to be cautious, not just to protect them, but to protect our staff. Um, so uh, those are things that we'll probably be instituting. We're devising that and it'll probably be solidified by next Tuesday. Um, but there, it's not going to be the same. And our appointments will be historically, you know, there's six doctors. We're in 15,000 square foot um, practice. Uh, and each of us has three medical assistants. And so it's 
even though it's a large space, uh, there's definitely um, not the ability to see four to six patients per doctor like we were seeing. Um, so most likely appointments will be you know, every 30 minutes uh, just to allow for uh, social distancing and um, protecting our staff. And that's gonna be, I think, the most challenging part is figuring out that um, kind of balance of, of staff, patients, how many people are in the office at any given time, the supplies, yep. you know, do you make sure everybody has a mask? Do you give the mask from your side? The patients bring in their masks. Um, what kind of masks you're using? All that kind yes. of stuff. It's, uh, it's certainly going to be a little bit different. But, you know, again, I think the, the, the beauty and the chaos, I mean, I think everybody kind of understands we're all going to do our best. We're going to kind of figure it out um, just kind of as we've been figuring out everything so far the best we can. And, yeah. you know, how it goes, it'll, it's how it'll go and we'll figure it out. But again, I think you know, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting. I'm I'm most excited to see people and our patients and everybody. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that day here. We haven't we haven't quite set a date or a deadline yet in terms of when we're going to start scheduling people. It's just a little bit a little bit too early here, um, in New York at least. But, you know, I'm hoping by maybe sometime in June or maybe July we can kind of get back to some sort of normalcy. Yeah. Uh, but again, it, it really does make you value. I think a lot of this stuff we'll learn a lot more about efficiencies now and also. Right. You know, doing why we're doing it i think you know again our digital our digital um reach and connection with patient was surely be amplified now and i think you know it makes sense though i think the one thing and as physicians that we've always been kind of um a little bit late to the game is we, we we're always slow to adapt to everything and i think you know all these other like um different um types of industries they've all been digital first for a long time and we've been kind mm -hmm. of like oh, word of mouth this 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 and now I think we, we realize that at the end of the day, we, everybody really does digitally connect way before they physically connect too, right? So I think it's part of just, you know, now your digital strategy is your strategy. Kind of like how um, they say there's nothing, there's no such thing as digital health anymore. It's just health. I think similarly in our offices, I think it's going to be, you know, almost everything's going to be digitally connected. And um, again, the visits, all that kind of stuff. We, uh, I'm sure it's the same for you. You're a world, world famous dermatologist. So um, we have a lot of patients um, that are international that come in. So right. they used to fly in for their, their, uh, their initial um, consultation. So it's kind of cool to be able to just, you know, now it's normal. We can, we can set the, the FaceTimes or the televisits up and we can do it that way. And I actually think we might become more um, national and international because right. of this reach that we, we now kind of have. And I think that's going to be a kind of a silver lining in all of this stuff. I completely agree with you. I think that it has to what you were saying earlier is it's been a, a time where we've been able to test out these platforms and get more comfortable with them. Um, and it's something that we will probably continue to offer most likely probably before the day starts, just because it's hard if somebody's waiting virtually, you know, um, for their appointment and you're running five or 15, or maybe sometimes I run 30 minutes behind. Um, so to avoid that, we will probably uh, carve out time before the day even begins. Um, to to allow for those virtual consultations, but it will be something that we just offer naturally. I think, in, at least in my practice. Yeah, and I, you know, one thing I want to recommend that we should all do is we should have like virtual kind of hangouts all the dermatologists around the country too. I think those are fun. Yes, yes, I've been doing it with my international colleagues, but nationally would be great. Yeah, I think I, I completely. Agree. I honestly feel like we're all in this together. Like it's it's been. Yes. A, Again, silver linings are hard to find with all of this stuff, but again, personal connections, right? And being able to like, you know, old residency colleagues, old friends you haven't seen forever. I mean, it was terrible not being able to see everybody at the academy meeting, but it was kind of also nice to have like a virtual happy hour and you have a glass of wine and you just kind of catch up with everybody. 
Um, and I'm hoping that we do a lot more of that. So it's kind of one of those things where, you know, maybe maybe we are more connected after all this stuff. And, and again, this, this next life 2.0, whatever it is, comes from after yeah. this will be a, a bigger and better version of everything. I completely agree.